You know, half of the stuff that's going wrong with me, I can't even spell. So currently, my eczema is getting really, really bad, and for the longest time, I thought eczema had an X in it, but it doesn't, as far as I'm aware, because I still don't know how to spell it. But anyway, what's going on and what's not going on? I don't know what's not going on, because obviously what's going on is all I'm kind of focusing on right now, and what has been going on is that I'm, you know, going through a lot. Just had one of the biggest meetings of my life last week, and uh, I'm still sick. I'm still kind of getting over, it and I'll talk about how that all kind of happened, and I think more about you know my body and having to learn more and more about it. Um, gosh, sickness is just something else, man. Like, um, the more sick I get, or the more times I start to feel like I'm getting sick, and I try to take the time out to actually be better to myself, uh, the more I'm starting to realize that I have no idea how my parents did it um, or any carers that I had, you know, they would get sick um, and then at the age that I'm at now, they had children and even though they were sick, they'd still, you know, go to work or they'd still, or they'd take time off work, um, oh no, sorry, if they were if they were sick, they still would look after us the way that they always had and we would never know when they were sick, except maybe we'd hear a little cough or a sniffle every now and then. You know, but thinking about how sick I'm getting, and I'm sure that they have been just as sick as I was, or even more sick. Um, but getting as sick as I am, you know, I have to go home, and I just can't do anything. I'm debilitated. I just like how I can barely look after my own self. Um, but somehow, you know, so shout out to all the parents who are out there doing the thing. You know, um, we wouldn't be here without the the people who get us here. And I think that's something I have to remind myself of all the time because it's really easy for me to start thinking that the world is just me um, and I am the center of the solar system. So yeah, I just need to really take that time out and just, just, you know, when I get sick and I start thinking that the world's against me uh, and making me sick and my parents and stuff went through all of that as well um, while having to look after me and my siblings. So yeah, that's that's really, really cool to think about. And, And the sickness, I think... The weird thing about it as well is that our bodies, when they start to do what they're doing, like it's like I said last week, it just does it and we don't have to think about it too much. But like at the same time, we also don't even know what's happening in our bodies a lot of the time, uh, but we know what's happening everywhere else. Um, So, you know, maybe take that time to get to know yourself a little bit, not just like take yourself on a date, but maybe start to you know, really see and start thinking about life as, you know, sometimes thinking about it as a social experiment, or a social scientific experiment, start seeing what actually works for your body, what doesn't work, and I, I'll tell you right now, sleep is probably the biggest thing that we could do for everyone right now. Um, I've had a good couple of sleeps, I pretty much, I'll, I'll, this makes a lot more sense shortly when I do talk about it, but basically all I've been doing to remedy everything is just to you know, keep, make sure that I keep moving as much as I can uh, within reason without trying to push anything or exert too much, um, and just getting a whole bunch of sleep, making sure that the sleep environment that I'm in is, is quiet, um, it's warm as well, I know cold temperature, cold ambient temperature is actually what helps you get to sleep, but I just find that Sometimes maybe when I'm sleeping, it gets too cold in my room and then maybe that's what's ruining me a little bit, I don't know. Um, But if it's warm and I start to feel comfortable and I can actually sleep, man, I'm sleeping for hours and hours and hours. I think I'm spending more time per day asleep than I am awake Uh, and I have the privilege of being able to do that because my work know exactly you know what is going on and that I'm really, really sick. Uh, But I think since COVID, being sick in the workplace is like the biggest thing, it's a big big no-no. 
you know it's a, it's it's frowned upon now but do you remember like literally before covid hit you were praised for being that person who was sick and came to work um you know because you're you're pushing through it but now you're not praised and i think that's the co- the kind of cool thing about this whole thing so if we start to think what are the positives to come out of it i think people are a bit more aware uh that illness and that rest and that people need to be at 100% ca- capacity not only because it's going to keep the workplace safe but also you're going to get the best out of those people because when you're sick bro i was trying to do like just m- stupid little tasks i couldn't even do it or well, I could, but it'll take me way longer. So I might as well just take the time off, get better, come back, and be super efficient. Yeah. But anyway, so that's five. Oh my gosh, almost five minutes talking about a whole lot of nothing. Um, but yeah, today I uh, came back and I'm feeling a lot better. Um, I do have a lot more energy and I feel like, you know, my throat is working again. Um, I'm not as blocked up or congested anymore. Uh, and a lot of that's just coming off really, really good sleep um, and staying super active as well. Um, and just doing everything that I should do to be making sure, you know, what people consider healthy, like eating my greens, uh, making sure that I'm getting enough sleep, making sure I'm drinking enough water, um, taking any, like, I don't know, like, cold or anything like that this is not sponsored or anything but all of the stuff that's like really really good for your throat like lemon lemon ginger that stuff um and just enjoying feeling like i'm looking after my body and when you do it you know there might be a placebo kind of thing to it but when you actively start to look after yourself your body starts to realize it, it is a priority and it starts to prioritize you a little bit more as well like i think we think we own our body how do i how do i say this um I think you'll try to you'll get the gist of what I'm trying to say. What I'm trying to say is I think we think that we are in charge of our body, but I found out fairly quickly that our body will do what it needs to do when it needs to do it. Um, and it's the most amazing thing that we ever had, and that's why I've studied it for so long. Uh, and that leads us into the fact that I pretty much completed my PhD. Yes! Yes, yes, yes. So the biggest meeting of my life was an oral defense. So if you don't know what that is, go back to the episode last week um, and we will talk about, and I talked about what it is that I do in that. But basically I had an oral defense, so I met with the examiners of my thesis and they were the ones who gave me some comments on what they needed to do uh, in that process. So, you know, it's just, it's such a remarkable thing to be at the end of it all. So all I need to do is graduate. I need to make a few amendments and then graduate and then I'm officially a doctor. Um, and I will, you know, it's been a long time coming. I was 23 years old when I put an application together um, to get over $100,000 to be able to carry out research uh, and the research that I ended up doing. So um, the exercise program that I ran here in Dunedin and then back in the Cook Islands, um, everything about the research protocol, um, I was a 23-year-old who put it together um, and submitted it kind of with, with help of my supervisors, but a lot of it was a vision that I had had um, at that very young age to be able to um, get more people moving. So it's been something that I've been about since forever. Um, but as a 23-year-old, you know, you kind of, and, and with minimal research experience at that time, it's it looks way different. So being at the very, very end of it now, um, and seeing how it evolved over that time and how my thinking has evolved over that time, uh, I think that's the biggest win that we take away from all of it. So yes, I completed a PhD. Yes, I had over 200 participants who, who did physical activity with me for you know a span of about 20 weeks. Uh, yes, we increased people's um, like positive 
health parameters, we increased physical function, we increased uh, aerobic capacity in each individual that came through, uh, on average as well as um, individually, and all of them are going to have like a little bit of a story talking about how much it changed their lives as well, which because of the protocol that we ran, we, we weren't able to actually measure that, but you know, every single individual who was part of the entire uh, entire process really they would have witnessed the change not only in themselves uh, but how they interact with different people because we, a lot of the groups had never really met each other before so they got to create a new social circle. Um, those are all the things that you kind of don't think about when you're writing an exercise protocol uh, or when you're writing anything scientific. Scientific is very like, you will add this variable to this person equals this outcome. But what I didn't imagine seeing in that entire process is that I would have made over 200 new community connections um, and those people would help me at some stage in my life so you know these people aren't just aren't just n equals one and then ID numbers these people come in as, as a father as a son mothers daughters sisters um, you know they can be CEOs of companies um, they can be you know just someone who was a cleaner who saw that we were doing it and then they came in and wanted to join as well uh, and then bringing their families along and so everyone had I think this is the cool thing and it was the growth that I had from about 24 years old to 25 years old as I started to see each individual who was part of my program uh, made the program what it was because they'd give me feedback or they'd tell me what was going well they'd tell me what wasn't going well um, and I was able to adapt on the fly because I had to because if you were trying to deliver a service to someone, you're not going to keep giving them something that they're all just hating. And if on average multiple people are coming back to you saying that this is trash, don't let your pride get in the way and don't let your ego get in the way and actually look at making a change to it. Obviously within reason, like you don't want to be changing everything just because one person said they don't like it. Um, you're never going to please everyone. But I think sometimes we are so reluctant to change something because we think we know it best. Uh, but if you are delivering something for community people, if you're delivering a service to a bunch of people, um, if majority of them say one thing, they may be correct. So, you know, just check yourself sometimes. And it's really nice to have that process because without it, um, we can't get better. Uh, but then without having an open mind to different things, you also won't be able to uh, grow as fast as you could. You will grow. You definitely will, but I don't think in terms of optimal growth, I don't think that's the way to go. So yeah, I had my defense, uh, and that was a three-year, so three-year process, I so it ended up being about three and a half, because it took me three years to do my PhD, or to submit my PhD from start date to finish date, um, and then it took another five-ish or so months to be able to get the Viva going, so I had that. What I did was I went to a room where they had Zoom, because we, you know, we live on Zoom now, uh, and I got to talk to my examiners. And my examiners were in there, and man, I must tell you, I have never been that nervous in my entire life. Like, I have spoken in front of a bajillion people. Like, I've, I've spoken at conferences, I've, I've taught um, to huge classes, I've taught multiple, like, different papers and papers that I'm not too familiar with the content with, but I was still able to teach it, taught lab groups, taught exercise classes. Um, you know, I've talked in front of very, very important people, um, but this one, I think it was because of the long time and how much my PhD meant to me because it was something that I had developed uh, and it was my work kind of on the line there and I've spoken about this when it comes to journal articles and all that, um, but this was the first time where I fully felt 
like I may pass out and I just forgot how to breathe and I felt like I was going to vomit um, and as soon as I sat down so it was just you know when they go through all the formalities um, when that was going on I slowly you know I wasn't thinking anything but I started thinking I started feeling like my body was just escaping me and I started feeling like I lost all kind of cognitive um, the cognitive ability to be able to move my body but also what it was that I was doing in that space so I had no thoughts going on in my mind whatsoever um, but I felt like I was going to be sick um, and then I started doing you know just started trying to control my breath just exhaling a slightly slower than I usually would so instead of panting I mean like I just I would breathe in the same but then I'd slowed my exhale and I just just let it go for a little bit uh, because we know that that's the way that's a that's when you breathe in it's the, it speeds your heart up and when you breathe out it slows it down so if you can keep it slow for a longer period of time and just increase that exhale that's what I started to do I got feeling back and as soon as I started speaking it just started flowing. I wasn't thinking about anything. Everything just kind of came off. So I had that 15-minute presentation that I got to do to be able to comment uh, back on some of the, or rebut some of the comments that people had put in the reports. But I also had to, you know, accept some of the changes that they may have made or wanted to make. So I did this in front of the two people who made the comments about what my thesis was about. Um, and I'm going to be very, very honest. I think it was, I think I got dealt a really annoying hand so yes I have passed and my my they said they just have to make a few changes to be able to go through um, but one of my examiners and this is like just between us I'm not going to put this out there too much but one of my examiners asked for something that was totally beyond the scope of my PhD uh, and was very adamant that this needed to be added to the doctorate or to my thesis before it can be properly accepted so it has been accepted and most people make minor amendments uh, so this is an, an amendment that I do have to make uh, that I'm still very reluctant to have to make but sometimes you have to play the game uh, but it is beyond the scope I still believe that this is, it was beyond the scope of what was necessary for my thesis, my thesis being in physical activity and exercise science, uh, and this particular person wanted their area of expertise uh, to be added, or in a section in the literature review uh, to be added on the topic that he is, um, you know, that's his area of expertise, and I feel like that like there was no one in the room who agreed that that was necessary except for him, uh, but as an examiner. He gets to decide at the end of the day. So you just have to play the game, you know, because we're not, that's a battle that wasn't worth winning. Uh, because at the end of the day, I just want to get my thesis accepted and I just want to be able to graduate in August. So I have passed. That's the cool thing. The annoying thing is that it kind of reminds me of this is the game that we are going to be playing uh, for a very long time. This is academia. There are going to be people who review your work and they just think that it's, you know, it, it will be made better because you have this sort of aspect on it. But, you know, when people have different perspectives, you know, there's no right or wrong. We just have more agreement towards something than others. Uh, and some people have the power to be able to decide whether or not something goes ahead or not. So, yeah, it was, it was, I, was, I was a bit bummed out because from everything that they talked about when they were going through, like you do pass or you fail, like that's the thing. So I passed, which was I should be super, super happy. But then my competitiveness, and this is the same story that my mum tells everyone, is the time that I got a 99% uh, and then I got mad because I missed out on that 1% and I didn't get 100. Um, so it was the same thing where I had passed. Most people, most ordinary people would say, fuck how good that is one of the coolest things you know you just passed a doctorate um 
you, you should be over the moon. Um, but my ass started thinking, you know, because there were so many positive comments about the whole thing, I was like, why didn't I get an exceptional? Um, because of this, you know, I, I feel like there's probably more more wrong, but I just don't feel like they gave me enough explanations to say why or not, uh, why this wouldn't be an exceptional thesis overall. And that was kind of my goal in the end, was to hopefully get an exceptional. Uh, so I didn't, uh, but I still passed. So, you know, I guess it's just me. It's just who I am. It's just how I try to live my life with excellence. You know, I'm not going to get myself down too much. Um, but, you know, that's meant to be the biggest day of my life. And, and I'm meant to f- walk out just feeling so relieved and just like, yes, we got through it. Huge day. I'm, I'm super, super proud. But, uh, yeah, I didn't. I, I walked out feeling quite defeated. Um, and it did take me a while to let it sink in and just be like, well, you've done a bloody good job. Up until this point, you've done a bloody good job and you still are continuing to do a good job. And, and people are saying I handled myself really, really well. Uh, but obviously I can't change the outcome uh, or I can't change the decision of another human being. Um, this is once again that thing where it's it wasn't in my control at that point. But what I can do is take it into my control do what they want me to say, uh, do what they want me to do, and then I can put it in, and then they can tick me off, and then we're good to go from there. So, yeah, I mean, still still very, very frustrating, still something that we're trying to get through, but, you know, you got to play the game. Um, and what I wanted to say after that is, is my body must have been running on so much adrenaline, because as soon as I finished in that meeting I as soon as I finished in my defense I had to go to a few meetings because I've still been working full-time I went to a few meetings straight after those meetings I just felt wiped I was like gosh like there was so much going on in my head I was trying to process everything that had gone on I went home that night and I woke up the next day and I was just sick as a dog my throat was closing up I couldn't breathe properly I was coughing a lot through the night uh, my eczema started playing up, everything was flaring up, and I just felt so, so, so sick, so I was sent home uh, on the Tuesday and the Wednesday, and I had to go get everything checked out and just make sure everything's going good, um, so yeah, I think my body was running on some mad ass overtime, um, and it was really good to get that rest, so you know, back into real life coming tomorrow, uh, also when you hear this, are we back into trying to get some sort of normality and some sort of routine, uh, I'm no longer injured anymore, so I'm training again, um, and we got to play a good game of footy over the weekend as well. We played against the reigning champs, and we didn't quite execute as well as we did, but I managed to get out on the field and, and just enjoy myself out there. So um, <clears throat> I think my word of advice for everyone this week is just uh, do your thing. So when I was getting subbed on, uh, my coach just told me to warm up, and then he didn't tell me to do anything. He didn't say do anything flash. He didn't say, you know, in the scrums, make sure you do this. He didn't say in the lineouts, do this. He just said, go out there and do your thing. And I think where we are in the season, and I think where we are in this year, that is the way that we need to start going forward. And I think, you know, we need a bunch of people who are just going out there, finding their own rhythm. Uh, so find your rhythm, do what you need to do, uh, and do your thing, really. Because I think... The more that we start to forge who we are as people or the more that we start to forge uh, where it is that we want to go with the different uh, attitudes and everything that we have towards things, uh, if we can start to bring our own flair into different things and we can find who we are, especially with the world that we have going on right now, like everything's just so expansive, if we start to add our flair and know exactly what it is that we want to do or we want to add to this world, I think that is where we can be of most service. 
um, not only to ourselves, obviously it's going to be a service to ourselves because we're finally delivering in something that we are extremely passionate about, but also something that makes us feel like we have that purpose. Um, but it's also going to be helpful for other people because we're going to bring something unique. Every single time that we step into a room, you are going to be that person who has that lens on the world uh, and you'll just make every single encounter rich. Um, and I know that's really hard to accept and be that person who walks into a room and says, this is what I'm bringing, I am the professional in this area, but this is what I've been trying to say to myself and say to everyone else as well, uh, you are the only one who knows um, who knows your perspective on an issue, on a particular topic. Unless you've told people, but you're the only one who kind of knows the ins and outs of everything uh, from your perspective, just from everything that you have kind of witnessed growing up, but also the way that you've been educated, and also um, when you are taking things in, what are you what are you purposely leaving out? Because you know in your head that it's unnecessary uh, to actually have it as a uh, and not just putting everything in because you can. You know, um, I think what we leave out of certain texts or what we leave out of certain contexts is just as important as what we put in uh, because it obviously shows that we are aware of the perspectives that we are trying to uh, purvey, purvey, not purvey, uh, that we are trying to kind of portray uh, in that area. So anyway, uh, it's been a super, super quick one because I haven't, I really haven't had time, but I didn't want to skip it. Uh, we're going to get back into the interviews shortly. If we, if we can't get that interviews going, I'm just going to keep doing solos and I hope you don't mind them. Uh, but anyway, I really love you all. And if you do have any questions, please send them through. If you have any topics that you'd like me to talk about, please, please hit me up because I'd love to uh, get some of those going for you all so that I can actually start to keep uh, upskilling myself as well but now that we have some time now that we have areas to breathe uh, I feel a lot better um, so yeah anyway thank you for listening to the process of everything uh, if you have any more questions about that I'm totally happy to talk about it but I just needed to get in and just make sure that check in with you all and, and make sure you're all doing fine so thank you so much again I love you all as always you know you all mean so much to me and and you know just having that community and having people who you know only know me through this podcast but it were so invested in what my defense was going to be like it's just it's unbelievable and I um I really appreciate everyone uh thank you so much and if if you're sick of listening to me that's fine as well uh thank you for riding with me this long but anyway love you all take care uh have a good one